Soy and cancer, should we worry? Well, here is what the recent literature says. Welcome to the Vegan Family Kitchen Podcast. My name is Bridget Jim. I am your host, and I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a medical doctor, nor am I really a nutritionist. I am a sociologist of science by training and um pivoted as a vegan food educator. And of course, the question of soy is one that comes up often. And I thought I would use my skills as a critical analyst of the peer-reviewed literature to make some sense out of this question that remains controversial, despite the fact that really it's been settled for a number of years by now. And um, when I hear a client ask me, So I'm concerned about including soy products in my plant-based diet. Should I worry about the cancer risk? This is the information that I can provide them. In short, no, you should not avoid eating soy for fear of increasing your cancer risk. Quite the opposite. In the past, it's true, many health professionals were concerned about the potential of so-called plant estrogens, also known as isoflavones, present in soy to increase the risk of breast cancer. Studies done on rats also misled us into thinking that soy consumption in humans would induce tumor growth. Thankfully, we now know that those isoflavones interact with human estrogen receptors in different ways than actual human estrogen, and that rodents and humans process soy isoflavones differently. We also know that regularly consuming soy products like edamame, tofu, and soy milk is not associated with a greater cancer risk. In fact, soy likely contributes to the prevention of various cancers and reduces the odds of recurrence. Here is some information from recent studies. First of all, about soy and breast cancer. The impact of soy consumption on the incidence of breast cancer has been one of the most studied. In their systematic review and meta-analysis of 75 prospective studies examining the connection between various foods and breast cancer risk, Kazemi and colleagues 2021 identified seven studies specifically with data on soy consumption for 4,055 breast cancer cases. The authors state that, open quote, soybean consumption was associated with a 3.5% reduction in breast cancer risk, close quote. They note that this finding is consistent with those of other related studies. However, the number of studies they worked with remains kind of small and they did not allow to differentiate between the types of soy or the women's life stages, whether they were pre or post menopausal. Specific soy foods have also been studied. There's a 2020 study by Fraser and colleagues that is based on the Adventist Health Study 2 cohort. That includes 52,795 females aged 30 years old or older. And uh, we know these women's health outcomes, and they Um, the researchers contrasted those health outcomes based on whether the women were drinking dairy or soy milk. The benefits of this specific study, the AHS2 cohort, is that it includes a critical mass of participants 
who do not consume dairy at all, as well as many who consume more soy foods than the average American because it focuses on Adventists and there's many Adventists who are um, practically vegan. They were able to individually control for soy or dairy consumption in the study, and they found no clear association between soy milk and breast cancer, but there was a higher risk of breast cancer in the participants that were drinking the most dairy milk, cow's milk, compared to those consuming the least. One downside of this particular study is that milk consumption was only measured once at baseline, so participants may have changed their diet through the years. For those reasons, the authors note that the causality between dairy milk consumption and breast cancer certainly needs to be considered, but it cannot be proven by their study alone. What about other cancers? Soy consumption also decreases the risk of prostate cancer based on a systematic review and meta-analysis of 30 studies totaling over 250,000 individuals from Asia, North America, and Europe by Applegate and colleagues. That was published in 2018. Among other findings, the authors have calculated a 35% reduction of the risk of prostate cancer in those consuming more unfermented soy foods. However, the authors note that not all studies included in their meta-analysis took all confounding factors into consideration and that some of the study's data could be inconsistent due to deficient participant recall. Eating non-fermented soy products like tofu, soy milk, edamame may also decrease your risk of gastric cancer, though fermented soy products like tempeh were found to be associated with a higher risk. That is from a different study published by Wang and colleagues 2021. You can find all the links to those studies in my recent blog post, Soy and Cancer Risk, which is on my blog at veganfamilykitchen.com blog. So what about the dietary guidelines from the medical associations? Well, although every of one of the studies that I've just talked about has some limitations, there's now a pretty solid and consistent consensus in the scientific literature. Normal dietary consumption of soy foods, especially the non-fermented ones like edamame, tofu, soy milk, it does not increase the risk of cancers occurring. Accordingly, the 2020 Diet and Physical Activity Guideline from the American Cancer Society encourages soy food consumption and, open quote, soy and foods derived from soy are an excellent source of protein and thus provide a healthier alternative to meat, end quote. The ACS, however, recommends avoiding soy-based supplements as they may be associated with a higher cancer risk for certain women. You should be avoiding that stuff anyway. What about soy allergy? You should know, however, that soy is still considered a priority allergen. That is the case in Canada. If you consume soy products like soy milk, tofu, edamame, vegan meats made with soy protein, and you start experiencing a skin reaction, maybe tingling, especially near your mouth, abdominal symptoms, or signs of anaphylaxis, please urgently get medical attention. However, the good news is that the, um, there's an expert committee from the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations that is currently recommending that soy be moved to the B list, the non-priority allergens, 
because its impact is very small. There's very few people globally who are allergic to soy, and in general, it causes only mild symptoms. Aside from being very nutritious, soy can be made into so many delicious dishes and seasoned in a myriad of ways, so frankly, we would be foolish to go without. I encourage you to plan to enjoy some soy foods every week because it is so nutritious, delicious, and easy to prepare. I make sure to put some tofu or other soy products, especially edamame, in the vegan meal plans every week. If you would like to try the experience of having your dinners planned for you and not having to worry about what you're going to cook on a weekday or worse, end up ordering some food that you may regret later, I really encourage you to try the uh, vegan meal plans for one week. There is a trial plan you can do on my website, veganfamilykitchen.com. And at the very top there, there's a box you can type in your email and you will receive your starter kit for one planned and plant-based week. I wish you the very best. I hope you keep on cooking and that you do keep on cooking soy because it is a wonderful gift of nature. Keep on cooking, my friends, and see you again soon in the Vegan Family Kitchen.